Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. What are the things that matter most in Mormonism? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Sharon Lindblom writes for Mormonism Research Ministry. She writes very well. She has a column on our website titled Mormonism in the News. She had an article titled, Everything That Matters Most in Mormonism, and it was a brief critique of some of the things that Dr. Brad Wilcox had to say in what was called a fireside talk given on February 6, 2022. Now, Dr. Wilcox is the second counselor in the Young Men General Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's also a professor at Brigham Young University, which, of course, is owned by the same church. But as Sharon says in her opening paragraph, in his talk, Dr. Wilcox said quite a few things that caused controversy and no small amount of angst among Mormons and non-Mormons alike. The fireside event, Sharon says, was clearly tailored to dissuade young Latter-day Saints from abandoning Mormonism. What we'd like to do is go through some of the things that Sharon had to say, because she makes a lot of good points. And then afterwards, we're going to go through Dr. Wilcox's talk that was given in an Alpine stake building. And Alpine is in Utah County, just south of what we call here the point of the mountain. I think Sharon correctly summarizes what this was all about. It was clearly tailored to dissuade young Latter-day Saints from abandoning Mormonism. And he's going to talk about the fact that there are people leaving the church, but he's going to excuse it as not really being as serious as some people seem to think it is. But what else did Sharon have to say? Because as I mentioned, she makes a lot of good points. And for those who would like to read this, they can go to mrm.org slash everything that matters most in Mormonism with hyphens between those words. This is what she continues to say. Dr. Wilcox's strategy had him repeatedly saying that those who walk away from Mormonism, quote-unquote, lose everything. They lose everything that would, quote-unquote, count or matter. Their purpose in life, quote-unquote, becomes empty, and they live a life wherein, quote-unquote, anything good has an end. So he paints a very dire perspective here that if you're not in the Mormon church, man, what what life is really worth living? And I, and I have to look at what he's saying from a Christian perspective, because folks, he's going to put us in that camp of not having anything that counts or matters, or not having everything that certainly he feels as a Latter-day Saint that he has. You could say he's also implying that our purpose in life becomes empty because we don't have what his church offers its people. Now, I think just about every Christian who has looked at what Dr. Wilcox has said would disagree with his points. 
and I certainly disagree. I know you certainly disagree as well, Eric, but he's he's going to use the word gospel to make his point. What does Sharon go on to say? Using the acronym gospel, Dr. Wilcox presented six of Mormonism's unique and essential teachings that cannot be found outside of Mormonism, and those are Godhead, for the G, only true church, spirit, priesthood, everyone, which is ordinances done in the temple for the dead, and living prophets. Now, Sharon goes on to give some more bullet points explaining some of the things that Dr. Wilcox has said. Now, we're not going to cover those right now because we plan on going through his speech and dissecting it in even more detail than what Sharon has done in her article. Sharon makes this observation, and I think she's absolutely correct, where she says Dr. Wilcox relentlessly hammers home his assertion that there is no happy life or enduring purpose outside of Mormonism. Now, Eric, wouldn't you agree that most former Mormons who have found faith in Jesus Christ would definitely disagree with that conclusion? Because when you talk to former Latter-day Saints who have come to a saving faith in Christ, they will tell you that they have much more now than what they ever had as a member of the LDS Church. So I think uh, Dr. Wilcox, not having experienced what a lot of former Mormons have experienced in a New Testament understanding of the gospel, he probably wouldn't even understand what that's all about. But Sharon goes on to say that he insists that non-Mormon people of faith are merely plain church, spending their lives on things that ultimately have no meaning. She goes on and says the reasonable conclusion to be drawn from Dr. Wilcox's presentation is that life outside of the LDS Church is not a life worth living. For any Latter-day Saint youth who may be questioning or doubting their faith, the situation and the future is hopeless. Sharon continues and says, the second thing I want to mention is what the fireside talk reveals about priorities in the LDS Church. In taking Dr. Wilcox at his word, the things that quote-unquote truly matter most in Mormonism are Joseph Smith as a true prophet, LDS temples, church ordinances, priesthood authority, and Mormon church leaders. Strikingly absent from Dr. Wilcox's list is the priority of loving God, the heart of what Jesus said in the first and greatest commandment found in Matthew 22:37. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. She continues, loving God with all your heart and mind doesn't make Mormonism's list of what matters. Yet throughout millennia, Christians have lived and died for the sake of Christ. Long before Mormonism came on the scene, Christians surrendered their lives and their livelihoods to honor and obey God, loving Him and taking the hope of Christ to the ends of the earth. Indeed, while playing church, their dedication to living their lives for God has changed the world. And I think Sharon makes a very good point here, and I think it's unfair of Dr. Wilcox to imply that we as New Testament-believing Christians, and that's how I like to preface it, because we do believe the gospel as it's presented in the New Testament. He implies that somehow we're missing something, and I would argue I'm not missing anything. I have the hope of eternal life. I know my sins are forgiven. Can Dr. Wilcox really say that? Does he know for sure where he is going to go after he dies? 
Because in Mormonism, that promise is not given unless, of course, you're living all the commandments. Is Dr. Wilcox going to be so brash as to tell us in a public venue that he's living all the commandments? Not likely. Bill, you and I are not former Latter-day Saints. We never were members of the church. And at the same time, we have talked to a lot of Latter-day Saints who have told us that so much of what they used to live was about the church. Capital C. It was all about the prophet and the temple and the things of the church. And even though the name Jesus Christ is found in the church's title, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I, I can't tell you how many former Latter-day Saints have said that very little to nothing in their Sunday services and their, and their lessons and other things revolved around Jesus. And you know, you make a very good point, and the reason why I think it's a very good point, Eric, is based on what Wilcox is going to do. Everything he's going to say, outside of the importance of having the right understanding of what he believes God's attributes are, and he gets them wrong, but he's a Latter-day Saint. I expect that. But everything he says in this talk is all about church. See, folks, this is when you have a false understanding of what the church really is. You can see how off the rails you can go with this, because in a New Testament concept, the church is not an organization. But for Wilcox, it is everything about an organization. In the New Testament, the church is the sum total of those who are forgiven. That is the church of Jesus Christ. But because the LDS church organization gets that wrong, and, and I'm not saying that you can't refer to a denomination as a church or a, a various congregations as a church. Certainly you can, and we do that in our Western thought. But I don't think the LDS church really understands it in that New Testament nuance that the church itself is made up of saved individuals. What does Sharon go on to say? Mormonism, on the other hand, holds that ultimately the role of the church is to be the vehicle that will exalt people to godhood. Joseph Smith, temples, church ordinances, priesthood authority, and Mormon church leaders are necessary to the achievement of that goal, which is why they are defined by Dr. Wilcox as, quote-unquote, everything that matters. And I think because he does that, Christians need to listen to what he's having to say. I think if there's any more clear message given for us to listen to as outsiders, this would be one of those talks, because Wilcox is going to make it very clear that we are outside of the parameters of what he thinks true Christianity really is, even though he refers to us as Christian. The context makes it clear that we're Christian outside of what their official definition would be, which of course is being a part of the only true church. Then Sharon goes on to say, put another way, Christianity stresses doing all for the glory of God. Mormonism stresses doing all for the advancement of self. Everything that truly matters in Mormonism is for personal attainment of greater knowledge and power that leads to a superior status in eternity. What would you say about Sharon's conclusion there? When you think about what you do in the temple, for instance, let's take that as an example, you are getting married for time and eternity. And so the idea that you'll have a chance to continue on as God is, man may be, and that's the hope of Mormonism, that you will be able to attain exaltation. But then you do work on behalf of the dead. Why? Because you can be a savior on Mount Zion. So there's a little bit of a, 
well, look what I did. I helped make it possible so that other people, my relatives, would be able to also attain a better status. So, so much of what the temple is, so much of what this uh, religion is about, is about you getting the better prospects compared to if you don't belong to this church. And of course, if you believe that you are justified by your faith in what Christ did for you, there's nothing that you can possibly add to what Jesus has already done. But when you can't say that Jesus is enough, and I don't believe any Latter-day Saint can truly say that and be consistent with the doctrines of their faith, that becomes problematic. Because I think Sharon is absolutely correct when she says Mormonism stresses doing all for the advancement of self. Every work that you do has something that allows you to benefit in the hereafter. If you don't do it, you don't get. So everything a Latter-day Saint is doing, as good as it may appear, still goes towards the advancement of self. You're doing it for a selfish reason. So the question then becomes, could you not say If that is true, that every alleged good work that a Latter-day Saint does is for self. It's not truly to give glory and honor to God. It's to give glory and honor to themselves at some point in the hereafter. Tomorrow, we're going to continue looking at Dr. Brad Wilcox's speech that he gave on February 6, 2022, in his fireside message. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.